We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome in, everyone, to the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Going around the association once again, Mr. BJ. A lot of topics to discuss. A fun-filled WNBA All-Star weekend with some not-so-bright spots within it, with some not-so-bright bright comments or, uh, you know, well-received comments from Commissioner Kathy Engelbert. And a lot of stuff happening in the NBA. Some buzz about player movement, NBA rule changes, play-in tournament news. Oh, a bunch man. of things on tap and some BJ's best, what's on Drew's mind, and with it or quit it. Of course, man. Chock full, chock full, and our buddy Cam is in the house today. Shouts out to Cam Woo. coming through. All right, BJ, are you ready to rock? I'm ready, Drew. Let's do it because I got to do it now or it's going to be a couple weeks before I can do it again, man. Let's do it. Yes, sir. VJ got a vacation on the horizon. We will have a guest host in next week, so be on the lookout for that. Very special guest coming in to uh, indeed, fill in indeed. for Mister BJ. So we will still we'll still have his segment, but it'll be fill in the blanks best <laughs> next week. I like week. that. But let's like that. get it going, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, topic number one, kicking it off today. We always start off with the NBA side of things and a lot of NBA news, uh, as I mentioned, but let's, let's just start off with some of the rule changes that are going to be going down. Uh, BJ, you're familiar with the, the take foul, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody is. You watch a little basketball, you know what's going on. Well, NBA is trying to make it a little bit more of a harsh penalty now uh, for committing this take foul i've got this from the associated press drew it's go ahead (laughs) yeah the uh nba has completed the process of changing the transition take foul rule so as you said ending years of discussion about what to do with the long maligned tactic the league's board of governors finalized the matter tuesday approving a plan to award one free throw when teams are disadvantaged by the take foul Silver said, quote, generally it was upbeat coming out of our meeting. People are thrilled that as we head into next season, it looks like we'll be on our normal track in terms of when the season starts, in terms of our protocols around the game, particularly around the health and safety of our players. What that has to do with the take foul, I'm not sure, but that's just where the quote happened to be. Um, it wasn't a surprise that the league changed the penalty on take foul. Silver told the Associated Press in early June that it would change though he cautioned that the new rule might still be tweaked in future years. So obviously, Drew, you and I are familiar with it, but in case you're not, the take foul is when a defender does not make a play on the ball. So that's what they classify as one that occurs either during a transition scoring opportunity or immediately following a change of possession before the offensive team has had the opportunity to advance the ball. Exception is in the final two minutes of the fourth or an overtime 
The new penalty for such a foul is one free throw, which may be attempted by any player on the offended team in the game at the time the foul was committed and continued possession. So this sounds to me, Drew, like they're going to try to, you know, crack down on the the flops and the charges and everything like that and transition. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know which way, you know, I want to lean on it. Um, you know, I found some clarifications on it as well. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if you said this or if, if you did stop me. Um, in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter, the last two minutes of any overtime period, the heightened penalty will not apply. The defensive team still will be able to foul either to stop the clock in an attempted comeback or to prevent the offensive team from generating a three-point attempt. The take foul penalty will not apply if the offensive player is fouled in the act of shooting, in which case it will be treated as in the past. So just now that, that sounds like some added clarification that we needed. So that's good to know. Yes. Um, I don't really have a whole bunch of bones about it. No. Um, at all. It's just you know, just kind of some news that we got to throw clean, in here. Cleaning it up for the first you know, forty six minutes of the game, essentially. Yeah. And and then after that, you know, we like I said, it's going to be treated in the same way as mm-hmm. as in the past. Uh, if the offensive players found the act of shooting, so yeah. Uh, but the bigger thing here, BJ, is and not <laughs> we're not going to count <laughs> that part earlier. We're going to pretend that yeah. didn't happen. Uh, yeah. But the play-in tournament is apparently here to stay, BJ. Oh, and gosh. I've mm-hmm. been vocal about the play-in. <sighs> I think we both have, Drew. Yeah, oh. yeah. we've been pretty vocal, but it's yeah. apparently not going anywhere. Well, you know, we talked about this. They want a, you know, kind of a single elimination style thing that, you know, people like March Madness and, and the one and dones in college basketball. The NBA wants something similar. This isn't it. This is not it. No, because, this is not it. I mean, here, here's here's what I'll say. I think this would be the best way to fix it. This will never happen, but. This is my idea, all right? This is my idea of a play-in tournament. All right. You're going to have, you know, teams that are going to have, you know, bad luck with injuries. You're going to have teams that don't start to get clicking until after the All-Star break. They're going to be tanking. They're going to be bad. But do you not think that the way the Detroit Pistons finished off last season, would you want to reward their play and, and how close they were even against some of the best teams with an opportunity to make a playoff spot? I'm talking the one through seven teams in each conference are in. They can sit back and watch the festivities because eight through 15 will go through a single elimination bracket. Whoever's left standing gets that eighth and final playoff spot and to desensitize, well, not desensitize, but to incentivize the tanking teams to give it their all and, you know, maybe get some of these young stars on, on these young teams that aren't going to be seen a whole lot nationally, some exposure, maybe some, you know, time in the playoffs, potentially, you know, we liked seeing a new Orleans come up and, and be a playoff team this year because, you know, they were ninth and they, they were able to win twice and get into the playoffs. Who's to say that we don't want to see, you know, Josh Giddy and, and Chet Holmgren in the playoffs next year. Giving Oklahoma City a, a, an opportunity to do that might be the best thing that the NBA could do with this play-in tournament. But, you know, to make sure that they would actually participate, I say regardless of regular season record, your draft odds stay the same and you get a chance to play for a playoff spot. It won't affect your chances of, of where you end up in the lottery or anything like that. 
and we get to actually, because, you know, I was talking about this with my brother the other night, you know, could you tell me that there was a mid-February game between Oklahoma City and whoever they played that was a meaningful professional basketball game? Because I couldn't. This would change that. This would rectify that and give a reason to watch those last place teams still, even though it's not been their year, they can still make the playoffs and they still get to help themselves build up and become a contender in the years to come. That's yeah. what I would do with the, the, the playing tournament. I know they won't, but that's my idea. I don't know about all that because the Pistons were – this Pistons team this year was kind of an outlier. You usually don't have, you know, those bottom-bottom mm-hmm. bottom feeders, you know, yeah. giving you any type of surprise wins no. or, like, staying in contention with anybody. They stay true to who they are, and they get blown out all the time. Yeah. And once in a while, they'll play somebody close who's having an off night, but it's not going to – I don't know if it would – would satisfy i mean cool like uh you know maybe you get that scenario where the okc thunder you know if they're completely healthy sga giddy mm-hmm. you know holmgren and all those boys yep. they they happen to get past a team that is meant to be playoff bound but these young bucks just play their butts off and make it into the playoffs but then they get swept or something is is it still well, fulfilling when those guys get there because you get to see them get Swept in the playoffs, and no, you know, know maybe they get just they, blown out too. I don't, know, like, I don't know if they get swept. I mean, we saw the Pelicans come in and make a, a dog of fight against the Suns. Obviously, Booker was out for a couple games, and that kind well, of changed things. But you never know what's going to happen. The Pelicans are also kind of an outlier. I mean, I know, look at all I the know. talent. I, I agree. I know. I'm just and, saying, like you know, we're, we're talking about teams this year. The Lakers could have still made the playoffs. I don't know if necessarily we want a world where that could have happened, but obviously no. the LeBron fans want a, another chance see, to see LeBron and, and in the playoffs. And you're missing, we don't know if we want a world where that would happen. If we don't want to see the Lakers, like we don't want to see the bottom feeders, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, but um, I, you know, I, I, I get, get it a way, as a way to spice it up. Yeah. And you know, try something different. This, this is just, this I just is. Wish they'd get rid of it. That's the clear this, answer this is, here. Just yeah, I, I I agree. I think they should, but they won't. They've just made their perfectly clear. They're not going to anytime totally. soon. This would be a good way to get some excitement in it because you look at the NCAA tournament, Drew. You don't see the Cinderella get past you know the first couple rounds for the most part. We saw one Cinderella team this year finally make it to the Elite Eight and. In the NBA, when you have each conference, the eight through fifteen, that's elite eight essentially. You got to win three games. Mm-hmm. I think that the talent level, whoever is the best team, would be able to win those three games and make the playoffs. I don't think you'd necessarily see as many Cinderellas come along, but it would sure be interesting to watch and see if a Cinderella could emerge and how they could do in the postseason, and if somebody treats them lightly because they came out of nowhere to get that final spot. And and you mentioned about players being injured earlier. You know, you could have one of those scenarios where let's just say, you know, maybe the Clippers even, mm-hmm. but may, but like Clippers, let's just pretend they had a worse record. Let's pretend they had the Lakers record. Yeah. And like their bottom feeders kind of almost essentially, but mm-hmm. then like you might or might not get Kawhi back to go into the playoffs. Does that encourage yeah. Kawhi to come back? Yes. You know, I think and, so. you know, make it, you know, make something interesting for an eight upsetting a one possibly if it worked out like that. Can you can you um, tell me that they would not have wanted him to be back and, and have that opportunity to try to still win a title because Kawhi, that kind of a, a generate not not generational, but that kind of talent being out there 
on the court, I think he deserves, you know, if, if he comes back and, and is playing like the Kawhi of old, you know, See, that, that the, could be interesting. The question on that is, though, I think ultimately what the Clippers did this year was the right decision and letting I, him try to come back. I agree. Um, and having him fully healthy and retool that Clipper team for next year. I mean, like like John Wall quoted it and said, the third best defender has to guard him. Yeah. I mean, let's let's assume he's, you know, 80% back to what he was and, you know, what he was at his peak was a good all-star. Yeah. A good solid all-star in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, this, you know, 80% of that is a really good basketball player. I mean, yeah. let's just say that that's, yeah. you know, a Jalen Brunson, at least, mm-hmm. you know, the third best defender has to go out and guard somebody at the level of a Jalen Brunson. How's that going to work out? Yeah, and, if Wall, well. and if Wall is, you know, nice and springy, I mean, he had a whole year off to get yeah. right. If he's not right now and not at least at the 80 percent mark I'm talking about, then the Clippers, you know, just wasted their time and just give Reggie Jackson the ball. <laughs> I, I would and, say that, yeah, you know, having them and, and resting them for, you know, and to get right for this season is something that we'll only see because of how the past couple of years with the, the shutdown and then the resumption in the bubble and then having to delay the next season. And I think we're finally kind of caught up. I don't think, you know, obviously knock on wood because anything can happen, but I don't think that we're going to see that again anytime soon. I'm hoping we don't see that again anytime soon. I'm hoping that even if something does happen, Lord forbid, we don't have a, a shutdown or whatever. They just go ahead and, and play, keep playing in, in front of the, you know, the empty crowds or whatever, even though it's not the same. I think that what we saw, I don't think they want to make that mistake again. I don't think that they would ever, you know, shut down a season again. Um, and so I don't think that you'd be risking, you know, somebody coming back too soon in this case, I think we'll have a normal season. So if a player gets er- injured earlier in the season and the normal timetable would allow them to return for the playoffs, that's perfectly fine. If they get injured, you know, later in the season, then I don't think they should rush coming back for, for this. And, you know, they, they still probably be kept out for, you know, going into the next season. I don't so, think that would change it necessarily that much. So like, let's pretend our Mavs are in the scenario mm-hmm. and they're kind of bottom feeders, but you know, Luca is on the borderline of coming back. Do you bring back Luca? Cause you know what you are with Luca and you know, we made, we just made a crazy run out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected us to run. We could do exactly. it again. Yeah. Do you want to bring him back and risk that? Or do you want to, you want your future to rest up for next year and you try and go with a, a good draft pick or something? See, now I think we were, I remember us having this conversation a couple months ago when the NBA playoffs started and we both wanted to be as cautious as ever with Luca. You know, thankfully the Mavs didn't listen to us, but, you know, yeah. because Luca was, you know, Luca missed a couple games, but we wouldn't have had that run. I think, you know, depending upon how your you know how your athlete is and obviously we're not privy to anything going on injury wise you and I are not so we can speculate and sit here and talk all we want but at the end of the day the best player in the world in basketball in my opinion at least and a lot of people's you know needs to be out there on the court if you want to have a shot and i think that at the end of the day what are you playing these games for if not to go out there and win a title why why else would you play if it's meaningless, you know, if, and, if you can keep your draft lottery odds the same and still have a chance to go out and win a title, why wouldn't you? And, you know, one person that wouldn't be 
is would encourage you to go out there and play some basketball because he's tired of people resting and you know asking for trades and whatnot. That's Mr. Commissioner Adam Silver. Yeah. Um. He's he's you know more than once in media sessions over the years he's brought up you know that well I mean the contract in you know trades and things like that coming up mm-hmm. you know just the players and like came up again recently in the wake of KD yeah. asking to be traded from the Nets and you know. Silver's over here not happy about this. He's saying, quote, no one has suggested to me that Kevin Durant has said he's not willing to live up to the terms of his contract. So to say you would like to play in another city is one thing. To say I'm not going to appear for training camp or certainly games would potentially be a violation of his contract. As, uh, you know, as he's being a, in my opinion, he's just being a baby here about this. You know, just what? players what? ask for trades like, and, the uh, the rest situation, I wanted to kind of put this in a in a certain light because I know there's been different controversies about it over the years and you mm-hmm. know uh, the resting of players and uh, things like that. But uh, you know, just call, call about load it. management now. Yeah, good old load management. <laughs> uh, think think about you know I, I kind of tried to think about this in just in my perspective. Like what if what if I couldn't have you know a day off you know when I need it, you know, a good break, like a vacation day even, Yeah. which is, which is essentially kind of what, uh, you know, load management is for an NBA player. They get a vacation day, but they show up to work, but they still get paid. Right. You know, so it's it's, basically just paid time off. Yeah. Yeah. Paid time off. And, you know, it's beneficial to the team, you know, at the end of the day, but like, just, you know, what if you didn't have paid time off? Like if you're a full-time employee, you got, you got 4th of July. I mean, you're off. Because nobody's working, everybody else is off, but they get paid and you don't. How yeah. do you feel about that? I mean, it's not going to feel not great. good. Be no. sad. Or, or, or if you're a part timer, have to work. Yeah. Yeah, part timer. You don't. You don't get it off anyway. Yeah. So, I try to think about it in, in that light. But I get it when you know fans travel from across the country to watch Luca and you want to rest him for the night. But I yeah. mean. You know, those are just kind of bad timing things. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that you pick that game. Like, you didn't come earlier in the season. You know, it's the only time of year you could have came. You know, he yeah. just happened to get injured three games ago, and he's not healthy enough to play. You know, yeah. like, what do you do about that? Or if, you know, Kawhi situations come up to where he never plays, you know, 70-plus games a season, season yeah. or whatever his average is nowadays, probably 55 or something I mean, like that. that's something that you just expect as an NBA fan, though. I, yeah, I mean, that's nowadays you, you have to, it. right? Like, yeah. you got to expect that people are going to be going through some load management. It's been happening for nearly 10 years. Yeah. So uh, I found this to... interesting. Go ahead, sorry. You just have to be aware, especially on you know a big travel, that that possibility is happening. If your team is 100% healthy, then you know you go in and you're like, you know, I I think we're good for two weeks from now to travel to LA to watch the LA Lakers and Russell Westbrook, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And yeah. then if a freak accident happens two days before or the nights you're on the way, that just happens. Or I yeah. mean, they roll an ankle, but they can still play. But the next day or the next game, they're doubtful, and that's the game you're showing up. Or they're probable, questionable. It's just like, you know, you kind of got to deal with those I mean, that, odds. It just sometimes. happens. It and then the Kawhi happens. thing. If you want to watch that sucker in April and May and possibly June, you got to let his old butt rest, I guess, nowadays. Because, yeah. I mean, you ran him into the ground in San Antonio and his one year in Toronto. Um, yeah. But, I mean, still, at the end of the day, it's you got to expect it nowadays. You got to expect yeah. load management to happen. 
Yeah. And I found this interesting what we were talking about with Adam Silver. And he mentioned about the Kevin Durant trade rumors and everything like that and how it's become one of, if probably not the biggest story here in this NBA offseason. You know, he said this needs to be a two way street. Teams provide enormous security and guarantees to players. And the expectation in return is that they'll meet their end of the bargain. Always conversations that go on behind closed doors between players and representatives and teams. But we don't like to see players requesting trades and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is. I mean, that that happens in every sport. You know, I mean, it, it's something that's part of the business. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way the game is these days. And this was before we even saw some of the, the latest rumblings. I wonder what Silver would say if he, if he heard or if he'd seen uh, Woj's tweet that came out not too long ago. You know, we saw a big trade with the Utah Jazz already. We talked about a couple episodes ago, Rudy Gobert on the way out to Minnesota. Now the Jazz are even interested in feeling, you know, they'll listen to calls about Donovan Mitchell. So as opposed to trying to use some of those, you know, first round picks that they acquired in that trade to, you know, maybe get a, uh, you know, another player to tag along with Mitchell and, and kind of, you know, maybe a younger version of Gobert perhaps it looks like Utah could be going ahead and, you know, they, well, for better reference, you know, pushing down and, and there goes the dynamite, essentially. They're blowing yeah. it all up. Rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't, and you got to think about it, you know, when, when crazy things like that are happening, you know, epic free agency trades and, you know, big moves, big buzz about star players. Even Jalen Brunson created a great deal of buzz, yeah. especially around here. You know, that's impressions and people searching NBA, you know what I mean? Yeah. People Isn't are looking up your sport, looking in your it, sport. You yeah, yeah, you're talking about your game, you know, growing your game, you know, sharing these blockbuster things on their Instagram, their Twitter, you know. Gives us something know. to talk about. Literally, I mean, like we're <laughs> making podcasts about your crap right now, mm-hmm. you know, like you want yep. these things to continue to happen. Like right. these are what makes the NBA what it is, like these blockbuster hey get me out of here there's there's a tunnel in the in the locker room and and for the clippers and chris paul found it and they're going through it the rockets are and stuff the drama you know (laughs) the the epic things the blockbuster trades the crazy scenarios stuff you didn't see coming that's that's what the the 2019 offseason is still one of the craziest i think we've ever seen in nba history and i don't i mean we've gotten some pretty insane stuff since then but nothing that's you know kind of topped that and, and I think that's like, kind of where everybody got hooked. And it's like, why don't you want more of that? And then take it back like 12 years. The the, the decision LeBron wants out of Cleveland, his hometown place. It became and a everybody's televised freaking, spectacle. Yeah, everybody's peeing themselves all summer. Where's LeBron <laughs> going to go? Is he going to come to my favorite team? And then he's going to Miami. And, I mean, that's just – and everybody's sitting there on their – just like drooling over it, like <laughs> where's he gonna go? Everybody, everybody's watching the decision. Everybody, everybody's watching. Most people who were basketball fans, especially LeBron James fans, were watching the decision. So, I mean, it just creates buzz for his stinking league. It just creates buzz for his stinking league. And the unfortunate part is somebody else I read within, you know, looking at his comments today is is how much the NBA. Uh, you know, made recently. The revenue. Yeah. Yes, Silver said the league surpassed ten billion in revenue for the season that they just completed. Wow. Not only is that a record for the NBA, quote, it's quite remarkable from where we came in only two and a half years ago when the future of this industry was in question in part because of the pandemic. He said, mm-hmm. every yeah. 2022 playoff game, BJ, 
the commissioner added was a sellout. Look at that. I mean, Man. this this is proving that the, the game is thriving. And I think, you know, a lot of people, especially like you said, compared to two and a half years ago when there was question about what was going to happen, a lot of people were hungry to get back and, and, you know, have it get back to normal. And I think that may be why you saw that much increase. I do want to also add that either these tickets were bought and trying to be, you know, sold on resale by people, but I was at those, I was at all those playoffs games for the Mavs, man. And I know for a fact, at least one of them games where it was kind of a ghost town. And I think Huh? Is that the mother's day game? Yeah, no, 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 no. One of the ones before everybody, everybody knew it was gonna happen on Mother's Day. People yeah. showed up to that one, but I think the one before that, I think the first one without Luca or something like that, or yeah, the game second one against game, the Jazz. The second game, I think we dropped the second game, or, or one of those, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, one of those games, game I remember, one. like I was looking around, like it seemed so dead in the crowd, and it seemed like you were lacking people. And you know, that was, you know, there were points because later in the series. When the prices jacked up, those crazy Mavs fans that were there earlier when Brunson and them, you know, were helping keep it tied up and stuff, um, you know, when the prices go up, they can't show up for yeah. a game five and things like that. So yeah. that's I think that was when it was where it's like, hmm, was it a sellout? But if they did, it's probably a uh, probably a resale situation. You I, even I had bet. that at the WNBA All-Star game where nearly a thousand seats were, uh, you know. Uh, left available they had like 9300 capacity or 9300 people at uh Wintrust and it capacities at like 10,100 something maybe yeah so like those then they said like it was packed or whatever so um but yeah you get the point yeah um but you know still a remarkable 10 billion dollars so they yeah. really he's he's got a lot of faith in his play in and that, that's why they're buying into it for the future yeah. and you know you know we're not for it whatever but i mean we're just gonna have to keep going with it we're gonna have to keep rolling with them like uh adam silver's got to roll with these trade requests that are gonna happen every stinking year and he can't do nothing about it so let's so. say if you if you want to keep getting that amount of money every year then you don't need to be talking about you know people wanting to know like where's kd gonna go is Kyrie gonna go with him like that's good for the game even though you might not think it is i think yeah. you know the more people that you get talking about it you know that's gonna get you more money like you need coverage, Joe. Like you want these crazy stories. Like if they weren't coming out, it'd be such a boring off season. Yeah. Like you wouldn't create any buzz. Like people would just be like, "Well, no free agency news." The, um, N- the NFL has capitalized on for for a while now. They've had the year long season because they've made an event of free agency. All the trades that happened, the draft, even the freaking schedule release, Drew. Even the schedule release, it's its own thing now. You know, as you as you see with. Cam talking about his NFL team there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is good for the game. You know, more buzz equals more revenue. Yes, indeed. And, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for BJ's best. All right, Drew. I'm glad you brought that up. I know we talked last week during What's on Drew's Mind about something near and dear to both of us. And, oh, man. Oh, man. Better Call Saul returned on Monday. and We can't whew, talk too much about it. I'm not going to talk about the episode, but I don't know if you saw this. I'm hoping you didn't because I kind of want to be the one to break the news to you. I have an update from what we were talking about just last week. The injustice has been corrected. It's long overdue 
but Rhea Seahorn has been nominated. I did. Best I Outstanding did. Supporting Actress. Yes. For better yeah. work on Better Call Saul. So that has been fixed now here in the final season. It was a long time coming, but you know now we just have to wait and see for her. Uh, hopefully, she will be able to win that. I believe the Emmys are going to be yeah Monday September the twelfth. Drew, Man, uh, shouts out to Seahorn, yo. Like yeah. it's so baffling to think that just now she got a nomination. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, just her, her work still... in this whole season has been phenomenal, Drew. Dude. Especially in in the most recent episode, which I won't talk about. She didn't have as much of a role as you would think, but. I mean, well, I mean, she was kind of, she was kind of pivotal. I mean, if she wasn't there, true. I mean, like, it's it's true. I'm just saying, when you think about like just screen time for the remaining characters that we won't yeah. mention, uh, you know, it, it just, it, you know, it, it kind of makes her, her and uh, Saul and and uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk's, they they didn't have as much screen time. Hey, I you think saw, you saw uh, Kim more than you saw uh, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think this may have been the episode that he had his heart attack when they were filming. Um, I, I can't remember. I think that's why they kind of had to split it up the way they did, because that's right around when they were filming this episode. And so that may be why, you know, you didn't see them as much because he was, you know, in the hospital recovering everything. And so they kind of had to restructure and rework. But it was phenomenal even still. Mm-hmm. So. Um, on that note, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Drew, but mm, I saw maybe. this and I and I just had to include it as part of my uh, best for this week. Uh, Albuquerque is apparently going to have two new statues, Drew. Do you know oh, who not, they're getting some this. statues of? I did not see this. Uh, I do not. I do not. They are going to be erecting statues of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Apparently, this is... Uh, just because of how really? much business the you know the the franchise has has uh, how much they've they filmed there and how much they've meant to the state of New Mexico and the city of Albuquerque, uh, it's described as what is likely the first ever municipal statues honoring meth manufacturers. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, Obviously that's... fictional, of course, but yeah. um, I believe if I'm not mistaken, and, and this article is uh, being uh, finicky. Hold on. Um, what I understood it to be is that uh, the statues were commissioned by Vince Gilligan uh, from a sculptor in 2019, and he is donating them to the city uh, as along with uh, Sony Pictures Television, who produced uh, both uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, Gilligan said, over the course of 15 years, two TV shows and a movie, Albuquerque has been wonderful to us. I wanted to return the favor and give something back. These larger-than-life bronzes of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman exist thanks to the generosity of Sony Pictures Television and the artistry of sculptor Trevor Grove, and I love them. It makes me happy to picture them gracing the Duke City for decades to come, attracting busloads of tourists. Now, Drew, I don't know if, if you pay attention to a lot of the Reddit and everything like that for Breaking Bad. Man, I Every, wish anytime I somebody is. Yeah, anytime somebody is visiting uh, Albuquerque, they pretty much, it's like one of their prime destinations. They have to go and visit the house that was Walter White's. They they have to get Heck a picture yeah. there. And, you know, the funny thing is that is actually somebody's house 
Like yeah. they have, they had to put up a fence and everything and you can't get within a certain, like you have to take a picture, a certain uh, distance back because I mean, it's, it's in the middle of a neighborhood. I wonder how so, they're, I wonder how those people in the house are just like, what, why are people taking a picture of my house? I mean, they, they, they no probably clue. had to get used to it. You know, yeah. I mean, they, it's been going on for years now. I wonder how long it took them to actually like, you know, figure out why people were taking pictures of the house. If they hadn't seen the show prior if they saw the show prior and still moved in, they did that to themselves. I think what it was is I'm, I'm not sure because I don't remember if, if they've ever done an interview or anything like that. I think the same people that own the house when they were asked if they could, you know, be filming uh, oh, at certain the same point, people. I think so. Really? So I, I think that's the case, but I'm not again, I hundred percent oh, sure. Wow. So uh, they would have to know because they, were the ones that allowed you know the filming to go on but what a, what a take in the chat here hold on all right well, let's, let's see says, heck to the air <laughs> jesse pinkman is the best tv character wow. best character in tv history you won't change my mind whoa are you are you, are you gonna hit him with the wrong <laughs> oh okay I thought I, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna pull a Jesse Pigman line for a second there or something. I won't do it. I won't do okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, the statues are going to be displayed inside the Albuquerque Convention Center. They'll be revealed July 29th. Apparently, uh, the Breaking Bad producers and co-creators and Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul will be there oh, uh, when the uh, when when the uh, statues are revealed, so I thought that was good. And then I got one other uh, story that made it onto BJ's best this week, Drew. Okay. Um, you know, I, I saw this and I thought, you know, let's. I saw it last week and I thought about mentioning it last week, and then I decided against that. I said I'm going to save it for this week. So, Drew, you, we've all been there. You've been driving in the car. You're heading somewhere. And maybe you're not paying attention. Maybe you're distracted or something. And you end up taking the wrong turn, right? Oh, the way you started this off, it was like the uh, the, the dude that was trying to get you to go to college and had the hat on. Your life is passing by. You just keep procrastinating over and over. <laughs> that's the way it sounded. That was hilarious. Well, that's not what I was intending. But you, you've been there before, right? You've made a wrong yeah. turn. Or whatnot, oh, yeah, right? for sure. Okay. I thought so. I've been there. Uh, well, this is a case where a wrong turn might have actually been the right turn. A Michigan woman said a wrong turn led to her winning a $500,000 lottery prize, although she was unaware she had actually won the jackpot for three months. So this is a 61-year-old woman uh, who told Michigan lottery officials she had intended to pick up some scratch-off tickets from her preferred store, but she had... um, been misguided by a navigational error and so she had to change her plans she said i always purchase my tickets from the same store was planning on stopping there on my way home to get a cash word ticket i accidentally made a wrong turn and had to take a different route home so i stopped at a gas station along that route so it said she said when i got home i scratched the ticket off and thought i won a thousand dollars i was going to use the money toward a trip i had coming up in a few months so i decided to put the ticket away and cash it when the trip got closer she said it was three months before she realized her ticket was worth far more than a thousand dollars. When uh, the lottery told her that she was the five hundred thousand dollar winner, she could not believe it. She uh, said that her prize money is going to go toward paying off her house 
and saving for retirement now, Drew. So how do you make that mistake? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. So yeah, it was a scratch off and I guess she, you know, she got, uh, missed a multiplier or something. Yeah. It's something like, so they said it was cash word. Um, so I don't, I don't know how to play cash word. I thought that it was just like you scratch off the letters and like you have to, if it fits in the, the crossword puzzle or, or whatever, then you're a winner. And if you win like a certain amount of words or I don't know, I could be wrong. I think like she probably like some, some of those have like, you know, if you scratch off a 50 X, you know, that's times whatever your winnings are. Times she had a thousand dollars. I mean, so she might've actually thought that it was a 10 or might've actually been a 10,000, but she had a 50 X multiplier or something. maybe. Yeah. Or she just, I don't know. Maybe she didn't scratch something off some, I don't, I have yeah. no idea, but that's crazy. You know, I, I've, uh, Pretty wild. I, I used to back in the day, I don't do it anymore. I used to get some scratchers every now and again. I, I had that little Texas lottery app thing on my phone. Oh, I found that, that just the, the handy dandy little thing to do was to scratch at the bottom of it and scan the barcode of that yeah. with your phone. And it would tell you if you won anything or if you were the big winner or whatnot. So that way you don't get confused by it. Yeah. I didn't know there was an app for that. I used to always, whenever I scratched it, I'll just take it into a gas station and check. Yeah, it there I, there, I there may not have been, you know, but there is now certainly. Heck yeah. Well, shoot. So yeah, big, money. big, big time. And you know, don't, if, if ever there was a, a wrong turn that you thought you made, maybe it ends up being the right turn. You know, okay. whoever's out there, you know, looking out for people in this world or whatnot, made sure she needed to be where she needed to be to, to get that, uh, to get that uh, winning ticket. That so was, That's cool. It's a heartwarming story. And it that's is. why it made BJ's best through. I'm down with it, brother. A good, a good BJ's best today. Well, uh, nothing, you. nothing too uh action filled this time but no. uh there's always action over at DraftKings Sportsbook it never ends BJ ever never ever never ever 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 ever, ever, ever there's ever. no off seasons there no off seasons especially this summer it's hot outside with tons of ways mm-hmm. to bet on all your favorite sports our well my favorite basketball you can fuel that fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers like yourself uh, can do a risk-free bet. Went up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. That's right, Drew. As you mentioned, you can uh, throw down all the major action for sports like baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Obviously, Drew... There's we talked about, you know, there's some summer league action. I think that's still going on for another week or so. Uh, you know, we can get some NBA summer league action if you want to bet on that. MLB All Star Game is coming up, Drew. I mean, you saw some of the home run derby contestants that were announced. Albert Pujols may seem like a long shot, but don't count out the old man in his final I'm home run derby. Out. Oh, okay. You can bet on some NASCAR events that are coming up over the weekend. The British Open, a.k.a. the Open Championship. I saw that Rory McIlroy is the favorite, but a lot of betting world siding with Tiger Woods. I can't say that I blame them, Drew, because anytime Tiger's at an event, it is must-watch because you feel like he's always in it regardless. Anyway, so all those sports are available. And plus, when you have DraftKings same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and prop bets, 
Those options just feel endless. Best of all, it is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit with DraftKings and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Drew, I ask it every week, or I have been, since we started our news segments, and you always tell me there's a lot on your mind, but Drew... What specifically has been rattling around in that old noggin of yours this week? Oh, BJ, this week, and as we record on Wednesday for my listeners out there, um, BJ, like you said, there's a lot always on, on Drew's mind. And today, we're going to feed our stomachs with this one. Ooh. And today, BJ, this Wednesday even though this comes out on Friday, but we're talking about this Wednesday stuff. The 13th, It yeah. is National French Friday. Oh. Did you know that? I, I saw something about this earlier, Drew, but I've been trying to eat healthy, and I was like, no, no, get away, Demon <laughs> Thought. Get away. <laughs> away. Away with you, <laughs> please, French fries. Please, I've worked so hard. Don't let me fall now, please. Okay. Uh, so there's a list out right now on okay. the top 20 ranked French fries. All right. And I've got some bones about this list. Yes, these are some bones. Uh, or these are some, some, these are some bones. These are some <laughs> restaurants with in some more specific French fries because, you know, some places have two different brands, curly okay. or regular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Taco Bell, you know, has the nacho or whatever. All examples right. yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Variety in here, but I've got Chicken some bones. Chicken fries, I'm sure, might be in there somewhere. Uh, there's a possibility, yeah. Okay. I've got some bones about this list, though, BJ. All yeah. right, I'm ready to hear it because I may have some opinions too. I'm gonna share my grievances, and we're gonna we're gonna go in order from twenty to one. Okay. okay. I right. was debating on whether I was gonna cut this in half, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. You know? All right. So number twenty on this list, BJ, French fries. At In and Out Burger coming in at number 20. All right. So is that just because they only had like 20 types, or that was like number 20 out of like you can add in like local establishments or whatever? Um, I don't, I haven't, I haven't seen any local really establishments. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some old places on this list that, you know, used to be around that you've seen before, but you don't see yeah. them as often. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just, you know, maybe so from what major you know, over the course of time. Yeah. You know, major yeah. places, you know, with the most known French fries and. All right. I'm all, I'm all right with it being down at 20 then it's, it's very low on my list. Yeah, I'm not even a big general in and out fan, but yeah. uh, I can read the little dialogue they've got here. This is coming from Thrillist. Um, okay. If you live anywhere outside of West Coast states, it'll take you a while to catch on to the travesty that is in and out burgers fries. If you're, wonder- if you're wondering what the gold standard for cardboard-like fries is, look no <laughs> further. <laughs> also, if you no order the lies. fries well done or animal style, as newbies who've heard this secret menu are want to do, it is can kind of mask their flaws which are many we've written about them at length here yeah i was gonna say if if you want to you know 
dress up bad fries. You can polish a turd. It'll still be a turd. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'll be a little bit quicker through this list. Number 19, Dairy Queen fries. Dairy Queen fries. I think Dairy Queen fries are pretty good. But I never never have them just straight up. I always buy nacho cheese to dip them in. Okay. Interesting. Well, you know. To be honest, not every not every Dairy Queen is created equal. Yeah. Winsboro Dairy Queen's nacho cheese, or my I'm trying to get that out. <laughs> my hometown's Dairy Queen nacho cheese, delicious. The town I live in's Dairy Queen nacho cheese, not as great, you know. So, kind of hit and miss with your Dairy Queens there with the cheese, but the French fries, I think they're okay. There's there's some more. Uh, Said Cam said Whataburger with a dub over In N Out as a whole easily because In N Out is not very good. <laughs> I said, ooh, this is fake news already. Cam. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Cam, Cam's got some some bold takes, obviously. He's got some he's bones a, to pick. He's a displaced Texan right now, so he, yeah. he knows. He knows. Yeah, but they're not too bad. I prefer no. to dip in them in the cheese though. Next up, yeah. eight number eighteen, Sonic Drive In. It's French fries. I think they're pretty average. You know, yeah. so it, well, I mean I have no. I'm not gonna. If I get Sonic fries, right it's here. chili cheese fries. Yeah, like you. I don't even. It's kind of like them. dressing up, but then and out again. I actually don't even buy the Sonic. I couldn't tell you the last time I bought Sonic fries. I either I get. I'd rather get tater tots. <laughs> I'm boy. I'm boycotting Sonic until they bring back the chicken wrap. That's pretty much my same way with McDonald's too. Snack yeah. wraps deserve justice, man. People love you. them wraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seventeen, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. I don't or, go there. I guess I guess really I got flipped know. now. It says Hardee's and Carl's Juniors, but I think it's Carl's it's, Juniors it's, and Hardee's. Yeah, it's either or. It depends on where you live in the country. Okay, I like Carl's Juniors and Hardee's better. Uh, they're natural cut French fries, making number seventeen on this list. I've never had it. I actually recently no. heard there's one at a truck stop in my town today, so I might have to go test these bad boys out. And I heard their burgers were excellent. I got an excellent review on that today, so that's a different topic. But that's why I always no. hear is burgers are better, but I don't know anything about the fries. Natural French fries. Number sixteen, Popeye's Cajun fries. See, this is our first one where we're, where we're getting specific with the type okay. of French fry in here. Yeah. Popeye's Cajun fries. I don't think they're too bad. Um, you know, like I said, Popeye's, you know, just like uh, Dairy Queens are not created equal. So you yeah. could get some bad French fries out at a Popeye's. But, um, yeah. you know, in general, they're not they're not too bad. But um, they're pretty low down on this list. Uh, number 15, Burger King's regular fries. Um, I'm I think they're okay. I think they're kind of like yeah. Dairy Queen's fries. They're in the same ballpark. I'd probably put Popeye's ahead of these, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm not big on either Popeye's or Burger King. Just not not in, you know, trying to be mean. I just don't go no. there enough to have an opinion. No, fair enough, fair enough. But Burger King fries kind of mid, just like where they are on this list. Yeah. KFC, number 14, KFC secret recipe fries. I don't. I've never had French fries from KFC. I'm coming. No, if, if I'm at KFC, I'm there to get chicken, you know. And mashed potatoes. If you, yeah, you have to get potatoes mashed, at, at KFC, is, you don't get fries. You get mashed potatoes. The, that's the side you get at most chicken places anyway. Like who goes yeah. and gets chicken and fries? Like you can get that all the time in a chicken yeah. shrimp basket. Why would you want to do it again when you can get say, these delicious mashed potatoes? If if I'm on the go, I'll get fries <sighs> as opposed to mashed potatoes, like just because <sighs> it's easier, but. No, KFC, got to get that, the mashed potatoes, no matter what. 
They look Cam over here like hey, yeah. those fries. <laughs> like you don't even know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's not even it's not well like advertised. That. Yeah. Next up, number thirteen, White Castle with the French fries. They're kind of crinkle cut looking. Uh, almost, I would just by the looks of them, kind of like a great value bronze looking French fry here, and that's probably yeah, why White, White Castle's not in this uh, this area to my knowledge. So. No, and I've never had it, so I can't really attest to them, but I think they want to be Brahms, but they just can't compare. We'll just ask Harold and Kumar how they were. <laughs> Number 12, Culver's. Never had Culver's. I uh, have. I think this oh, okay. is this is a bit, bit low compared, but we'll, like, let me hear the rest of this, and I'll, I'll reevaluate. Okay. All right, next up, number eleven, raising canes, crinkle cut fries. Yeah, I think they're pretty too. consistent. Uh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes like some other things people complain about, they could probably be cooked a little more. Yeah, <laughs> but, but they're good. I yeah. mean, but if if I was cooking them, I'm throwing there for another couple of minutes and then take everything out. By the way, no no slaw extra toast if you go to canes. You'll thank me. Yes, later. exactly. Everyone do that or get extra fries if you like their fries that much. But yeah, I would yeah. get the toast. Number 10, we're in the top 10 now. Church's chicken french fries. I've heard good things. I I don't I don't know where the closest church's chicken is. Brother, we're at another chicken place. I don't get fries at the chicken place. Yeah. I get some mashed potatoes or Ooh. uh you know, if somebody's got some jalapeno poppers maybe. Yeah. Look at this. Hot take sure. canes overrated. You hear that a lot from a lot of people though. It, See, and, it's, I, and it's those people that also think that chicken should go back in the oven. Those French fries should go back in the oven for a little bit longer. I thought that's Kings, the main grievance. That's the, I thought really Kings was overrated thing. at first when I had it, and then I had it again, and maybe it, it was just like senses. the diff. It was maybe it was just the location I went to. Exactly. First. Not all Canes yeah. are created equal. Exactly. And yeah. you know, I would give that same slack to me eating Chinese and Japanese food, but I've tried like four or five different places. So how many times am I going to keep trying these places and still not like it? I don't want to yeah. too many times, but too many times. Canes is good. It could go back in the oven another couple minutes, but I'd still eat it. Church yeah. is underrated. Cam says, okay, I believe that next up a place you don't hear about often that I figured we're going to get to BJ. It's the okay. type of root beer A and W. Yeah. So what I remember is at least a few years ago, uh, A&W used to be incorporated with Long John Silver's. You remember the name? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. if they're talking about Long John Silver's fries, that's fine. I don't. You don't get enough of those locations anymore either to, to know what's the difference between A&W versus LJS. But those were some good fries. And the Hush Puppies, too. Spoiler alert, Long John's did not make the list. Well, I'll, I'll, cut, I'll put them there because... I don't. I don't see an an A and W freestanding anymore. Right. I, you don't see it anywhere. Like no. it's been out of the town that I live in for a while. So much so that there's a Quiznos right behind it, and now you know I don't even think there's anything in there anymore. Like it's been mm. it's been multiple things already. Yeah. Um, the first thing it says here under the thing A and W first in root beer, ninth in fries. <laughs> Number eight, that that place that Cam loves so much, Whataburger. Mm. Whataburger French fries right here. Bit low. Water, Whataburger. Bit low. Ah, that, that, I disagree. I mm. think Whataburger, like Cam said about Canes, is a little bit overrated. Get out. I, Get out. I like Whataburger. I think we've done this before. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but I think it is overrated. I think it is. I, I think, think it is. I think, I, think they're, I think a regular the fries they're so they're they're regular i think they want to be mcdonald's but they're not 
and I just I can't get with it. I I think they're too high to be the, honest. The the, fr- the fries, depending upon location, will vary. I will give you that. Um, I do wish that they could be a little bit more consistent, but I overall. <laughs> I'm not reading that. One. That's what he, just, <laughs> he basically has said that uh, he he is accusing Drew of being I a Texan. I like but he is, not, is what he's saying. I'm just it's just not in my veins like it is in all of you. I like it. I literally only keep Whataburger spicy ketchup. That's it. I don't I don't have anything else. There's no hunts in my fridge. Ain't no great value in my fridge. It's Whataburger spicy ketchup. You understand me? Okay, Drew, I'm, Drew, I'm, he's saying don't Cali his Texas. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, take me to Cali. Oh, good Cali. Cali. Oh my goodness! Man, I'm getting bullied by Cam here. Uh, next, number seven, the previously mentioned Taco Bell nacho fries, which I'm, I'm actually kind of perplexed that they are this high up because they're so inconsistently made yeah it's it's like with any taco bell it's it's gonna be inconsistent but they're good when they're when when they're done well they are good yeah you dip them in that cheese Mm -hmm. that's why they have to like do them in phases because it's just like i don't even know don't click can can you Um, can you recreate that on cue or Man. I'm I'm gonna have to clip that now. But if they were that. consistent all the time, like people would be clamoring for nacho fries so much that they, w- they would never be able to take them off the menu. Yeah. But uh, I mean, they're kind of doing it right now. But I they, was about to say they, they finally <laughs> brought back the ta- the Mexican pizza. So yeah, yeah, I think that is overrated as well. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, it's not what it used to be. Ta- Taco um, Bell's not what it used to be in a lot, of uh, respects, especially so. in this town I'm in. All right, next <laughs> up, this one's. I I I don't like this place in general. Number six, Arby's. No, uh, crinkle fries. Fri- oh, really? The crinkle fries. I would think that they wouldn't get the crinkle fries on there, but the curly fries. Are the curly fries on there too? Maybe. Guess we'll have to find out if we keep I going guess, here. I guess we will, but I'm not a big but, Arby's fan. But their curly fries are actually pretty good. Right. I've heard a lot about the curly fries as well. I haven't heard anything about these crinkles, but I don't go to Arby's. So yeah, I don't either. Number five, top five now, BJ. I go to this place quite often now, and it's a little bit overpriced, but everything that I've eaten there has been delicious. Wendy's. Yep. Wendy's Hot and Crispy Fries, man. That should be higher, honestly. Mm, yes, it should. Yes, it should. But I'm, I'm there's some there's stiff competition kind of at the top. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I will accept a top five nod and be satisfied. I, I agree. I don't agree with, you know, the couple of things that are above it that we're about to get to. But All right. It is what Let's it hear them. Let's hear them. I've, I've never had this place before, but these fries look good in this picture. Number four, checkers slash rallies. I've heard of it, but I don't think it's I've a had less, it. They say it's a less heralded version of Carl's Jr.'s and Hardee's. Uh, but why is Carl Jr.'s and Hardy's lower down then if it's less heralded? That's what I, I don't know, but the fries are apparently better. Okay. These fries look really good. I mean, like, I want to eat one right now. I want to grab it off the screen and take a bite. Looks kind of good. But I've never had it, so I can't attest to it. But it's yeah, number I four on this list. I don't and know. the way too high, in my opinion, number three on this list, BJ Chick fil A, the waffle fries. <sighs> Mm, I don't know because people's opinions of Chick-fil-A are you either really high on it or you don't like you think it's way overrated. I think it's good. 
I don't know if I'd say top three. I'd say top five, but I don't know if I, I'd put it three. I think Chick-fil-A in general is kind of overrated. And, you know, I just no, I don't get this delicious it. sensation going to eat a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A that costs 10 to 11 bucks. Um, mm. And then the waffle fries are just so plain to me. And I don't see how an unseasoned mid-French waffle fry can make a top three french fry list of all these and be above is, is the, the Wendy's. Only waffle it, fry? It, it's the only waffle fry on this list. That may be why. I don't know. But that's far too high though. And I, it should be below Wendy's, below Taco Bell, below Whataburger and have a fight with Raising Cane's maybe. I, I'd put, I think I'd have uh, Chick-fil-A still in my top five, but I'd definitely be raising Wendy's, raising Whataburger, even Culver's. I'd raise Culver's up there as well. Yeah, Let's hear the other two because. I was about to say, I don't know if you want to do all that raising with these yeah. top two here. Number Let's... two, BJ, McDonald's. Yeah, I was going to say the they have goat. to be up there because they're, they're known for putting some kind of crack in that or something. I don't know. It's so good, though. <laughs> I don't they know took it out crack, of the Coca-Cola but... and put it in the McDonald's French fries. Oh, the cocaine. <laughs> it's you, you tell me you is, can't it, just have one of those French fries. Though. It is no, no. You gotta, you know, when you when you get on the app back when I used to eat McDonald's and you see that large French fry for a dollar deal, you buy it. Yeah, yeah you get that. Buy you get it. the large drink and you go to class or whatever. Facts. McDonald's the best regular French fry according to Tillis.com. Hmm. Or Trillist. Thrillist. I'm sorry. I'm Thrillist. messing up. And number one, BJ, the aforementioned Arby's Curly Fries. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know if I'd put their crinkle cut fries. Yeah, I've but, never heard a single thing about those. Arby's yeah, okay. Curly I, Fries, they gas these yeah. up pretty hard. Like yeah. when I've slandered Arby's, they're like, well, if you don't like all that other stuff, go get those curly fries. At least the curly fries. Right. Uh, my question, Drew. And I don't know because I thought Jack in the Box was pretty nationwide. How do we compare Arby's to Jack in the Box curly fries? I think they're pretty comparable. I think I'd rather go to Jack in the Box if I'm going to get curly fries because I think there's more that you can actually stomach to eat there, if I'm being honest. Well, DJ, that was one of my biggest gripes about this stinking list, is that Jack in the Box's curly fries got so disrespected that they didn't make the top 20 at all they are so good they're good yo and consistently good yeah mcdonald's fries are great they have to be fresh just i mean like most french fries to be honest but yeah you know when they are fresh they are elite and cannot be beat Mm -hmm. exactly jack in the box curly fries are elite i just i wanted to i didn't even want to talk about this list today but i just wanted to show y'all how upset i was about them not making this yeah that's insane it's it's ridiculous and another one bj a place that i talk about so much and their burgers are more impressive than most people think they are their fries are too and they didn't make this list do you know you're talking about brahms i'm talking about brahms i think it's because it's it's only i think it's localized in this part of the country i don't think you see a whole lot of brahms outside of the southwest and and in you know i mean but whataburger is here you know like whataburger is Uh, just a texas thing yeah not really no it's it's expanding i think they saw alabama colorado missouri Chicago had one, I think. It, it's it's getting pretty. It's no longer Texas's best kept secret. 
Well, darn it, the fries are too regional. I get it, but yeah. Jack in the Box is, is somebody. Somebody needs to have them go test more fries than this. Yeah, I How agree. Region, but A think A and W is on this list though. Yeah, I, I gotta backtrack to some of these. A and W is on this list. That's, yeah, that's my real comparison. Like A and W is on this list, and Brahms is it. Like, I, I, I mean, whatever, man. I, I, Brahms deserves I would, to be. We know it. Yeah, Brahms is up there. I would say that I think Culver's is is snubbed. It should be top ten. Whataburger definitely snubbed. I put Wendy's ahead of pretty much. I think I put Arby's down a little bit. I bring Chick Fil A down, but still in the top five. And I think I'd put it be either Wendy's or McDonald's one or two in my book. And Cam says Whataburger's all across the South. Eh, yeah, well, fair enough. And it's yeah. also in Kansas City because I think Patrick Mahomes had one built up. If there it's for if him. it's not, it will be at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, BJ, that's gonna round out Drew. What's on Drew's mind today? Uh, National man. French Friday. Now you got me hungry, man. I wish we could like take a break and get some French fries or something in here. Man. <laughs> man, come on, some good stuff. And that's gonna that's gonna slide us into uh, another topic talking about the WNBA BJ. Mm-hmm. All Star Weekend this weekend. All Star Weekend, yeah. What a what a performance from Team Wilson to get the victory. And I don't know if I saw this mentioned, Drew. Was this the highest uh, point total by a winning team in W All Star history? Uh, I think so, I or see, at least yeah, in a I, while. I didn't see anything about it because I, I went back and looked. I didn't see anything higher. 134 uh, for Team Wilson to 112 over Team Stewie. Oh. Uh, and before I forget, before we dig into our WNBA stuff, mm-hmm. um, if you made it this far into the episode, congratulations. You deserve to hear this news. Um, we've got a discount code for you coming up for a Public for – when this episode releases for you guys. So if you're listening right now, you get it tomorrow and Friday. If you're listening on the podcast release, you get it just today. For the rest so of the day. If you go into T Public, you know, or go on to the Lowdowns Twitter, go to our link tree and you know, go click on merch, go in there, get you some merch hooked up. Use code LOWDOWN in all caps at the end. Code LOWDOWN, ladies and gentlemen. You can get thirty percent off your purchase. Thirty awesome. percent off your purchase, and if you want to take advantage of something else that T Public's got going on right now, site-wide free shipping on T Public awesome. for the rest of the night. So make sure you check that out and take advantage to get that lowdown merch BJ's got wearing right there. I need. A, I think I'm gonna have to get another shirt. My, my he's he's run that one into the ground. He I has. have. He's but you can get a better looking pillow. I'll tell you, can you that. Get a nice, you can get a whole bunch of different things. Absolutely. Uh, at T Public, guys, make sure you use and that's that's code lowdown at T Public. Good for Thursday and Friday of this week only. So July fourteenth and fifteenth. Yeah. Perfect. All right. All right. Continuing into the WNBA stuff, BJ. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. it was, and you know there was a big margin. I believe after the third quarter, it was it was it didn't seem like Team Stewie was going to make it competitive to finish things off. No, but it was a it was a hot start for John Quill Jones and Team Stewie oh, at scorching. least. To, it was and I you know that's what what it looked like she was you know what was it fourteen first quarter points Drew and and she was setting herself up to to be the All Star Game MVP if, if yeah. they kept that pace up 
and then just the the turnaround by team wilson yeah john quell had a double double and i believe that is the most i believe because i i shared this when it happened on the account um but i believe that was the most in all-star game history i think that was her third double double in an all-star game so that's the most in all-star game history she's got there Uh, but yeah she was going crazy if they had won she'd have definitely been the all-star game mvp Um, but instead because she led all scorers with i believe this is an all-star game record 30 points kelsey plum is the all-star game mvp drew Man, I was gonna troll and like hold what I thought was the. Uh, I'll pretend this is the the All Star oh, game gosh. MVP oh, trophy. Goodness. We we saw. I think I saw what was it the eighteen dollars somewhere on there. Yes. What what was that, Drew? Was it is it eighteen dollars? Was they know. found it online for eighteen bucks, and that was Man, the it was smaller MVP than trophy? last year's little tea kettle, little tea kettle. <laughs> It the the best thing about it is the, the the funny thing about it is that the Las Vegas Aces the Las Vegas Aces if I can talk today are the funniest team in the league and they trolled and joked about this on Kelsey Plum's Instagram afterwards <laughs> and Teresa plays it you know one of the funniest people in the league miss her in Dallas uh you know she was a part she was a big part of the trolling of it and they had like a little capri sun pouch thingy that they were handing to hand be pretending it was plugged oh, so oh. it was great but it oh, is embarrassing man. and people have been yeah. clowning it all weekend and like yeah. he's still cam is attacking me in the chat still um <laughs> but uh people were attacking it all weekend and just trolling the fact of you know, the WNBA's all-star game trophy, especially when you look at it in comparison to what the NBA has now and what Steph Steph Curry was essentially holding up like a mini world series trophy. Yeah. It's, it's a mini world series trophy. I think was, that thing is pretty big, Uh, but for the, for the WNBA is to be like as small as like a little tea kettle pot. It's, it's embarrassing. You know, you couldn't even get like a nice, fancy plaque that you can hang up on the wall or something yeah but you got i think a little, i think little... i got some i think i got some high school awards drew that uh are still hanging on the wall that are probably worth more and, and they paid more to to have made than than that trophy i mean that's ridiculous i think it was it was so funny that's but ridiculous. Uh, some of the coolest highlights in that game bj mm-hmm. kicking it off the initial points that were scored yeah a sylvia fowles three-pointer yeah and it was a butter it was butter form yeah. she caught it stepped in it perfect feet set form yeah. beautiful swish bang it was bang. like why do you not shoot the way it was just like just perfectly in rhythm and just like she does she does this every day that's how pure it looked yeah and you know i think this uh links pr somebody said that sylvia fouls had only shot made and attempted one three-pointer in her entire career and that was the only other one and so if wow. she doesn't shoot anymore the rest of the season, she will be a 100% yeah. three-point shooter. In her oh, career, man. man. She looks like she needs to shoot it every game. That was so pure, yeah. and uh, it, it was beautiful. It was, it was yeah. a great first first play. I mean, it was beautiful. I think I think you get kind of get it completely overshadowed with what she did later on, though, Drew. Man, and you, well, I don't know about completely overshadowed. You kind of kind of – decide what you want to pick is better yeah the 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 beautiful three-pointer that you never get from seal and it was so pure and just like wow that was wet uh yeah and then the dunk that came later in her final season and it was looked easy 
Yeah. So I mean, like it was just. Now, it was I know awesome, that. I think man. the dunk definitely got more clicks from what I saw. On oh, for sure, because like that was it was reported or, or still said. I think to Holly Rowe during the All Star game, that was her first dunk. Well, I, I'll, well, I'll get to this other part later. That was her first dunk since two thousand and eight. Fourteen years. Wow. Uh, you know, Drew, I think it's been 14 years since my last dunk, too, actually. <laughs> oh, buddy. It's been about eight years since mine. Yeah. Oh, wait, nine. I took it back. Nine years. It's been a while. Getting old. Oh, I haven't tried goodness. since. It hurts sometimes. I know. Um, but no, I, I mean. I my to, head on the rim last To time. be able to get up so easy, you know, just the joy from everybody on the court. You know, I know the fans loved it. Everything. Yeah. It was just, it was a great, it was a fun, fun filled All Star game to watch. I like it. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's all the positive stuff from All Star. Well, did you want to talk about game. some some of the other uh, events real quick? Because the, yeah, so we got a couple we'll, more we'll positive. Stay, we'll stay positive for yeah, a second. Yeah, let's, let's stay we'll... positive for a little bit longer. Uh, Sabrina, obviously, and Zoe Brooks of Elite Youth Basketball League, they both were skills the victors. Challenge. Yeah, in the skills challenge. And of course, we got to make Note, as you mentioned, I think she was your pick last week, Drew. Allie Quigley winning the three-point contest again, the first player to ever win it four times in WNBA history. So BJ, obviously and- some good stuff going on with one of, if not the best, three-point shooters. The craziest time. thing about, you know, not just that she's won it four times, and I think that's, you know, that's huge, but yeah, at least the – Two times that I can remember in recent memory, you know, you know, this year and the last time we had one, and she was competing, she won the last one. She doesn't miss on her money ball rack, no, at all. No. Like she can be doing awful in the first three. I, I think I might have seen because I didn't see it in real time. I had to watch the playback that she mm-hmm. had like eight or nine, maybe by the time she got to her money ball rack, and she yeah. just made them all. She just goes yeah. nuts on her money ball rack. On that right wing three, and just she all she she knew all she needed at that point. That's why wow. she just saved it up, Dude. and she knew she was going to be, you know, spot on. It's just it's just insane that that is consistently ne- never missed in the three point contest. Like I really yeah. feel like she has never missed from her spot over there. Like yeah. I get players having a spot, you know, being hot from somewhere but just to think in the three-point competition you know in that heat of it you know whether you're you know Allie Quigley or you're you know Clay Thompson or whatever like it's still like to hit them all on a rack all the time you know every year you hit this same rack you clean it it's yeah it's kind of wild so I mean like if she could do that all the time like that before before we get to the negatives uh what'd you what'd you think of the four-point shot Get, that's disgusting. No, get throw it away. They they tried to do that big three stuff and add yeah. a four pointer. I was I was not with it. They were just they were having to use they launched their whole little bodies to get it up there. We saw a lot of air balls. I mean, if you look yeah. at the field goal, if you could if they would have put it on the box score, how many were made versus how many were missed, it was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, it, it was I, what, I, six I, feet I, back from the three point line. I it, I don't. It wasn't really that far. I feel like a. I thought it said like good. 34 feet That's, distance. Nah, it's it's a lot closer than you think. They sent me a PDF of the map, and it's it's not it's not really that far. It's like it's a, really a traditional Steph Curry three pointer, you know? Okay. Really? So, so like, is it is it like an NBA three then, essentially, or I, a little back, probably? Okay. I don't, right. I don't. It's I don't know, but it's really not that far from their traditional three. Gotcha. Um, you know, I thought I saw it was like six feet away or something. But still, I mean, like it was not 
it just didn't work out. I appreciate yeah. them trying to do something else, figure trying something to do new something in. Different. Yeah. They also, uh, you know, added the wrinkle in the All Star game where there were no free throws. Uh, yeah. There was there's a specific rule. Um, you know, at the end, I think uh, Candace got to shoot a free throw at the end, but you know, for the most part, there's no free throws. I mean, just yeah, back and forth, straight up cardio. You know, yeah. Kalea Copper tweeting like. Oh my goodness! No free throw game is literally straight cardio. Yeah, uh, on the bench over there. I, I did love the fact of you know the players tweeting during the game. I liked that. Uh, you yeah. know, when H- Hamby was in the game. Kelsey would grab her phone and start uh, tweeting from Dierica's account. <laughs> you know, Asia would get a hold of it as well, and yeah. you know that stuff is fun because they're. I mean, the Aces in that whole group are just a funny squad. Yeah, you know, their, their personalities and that just group oh, camaraderie yeah. out there is just great. They're getting along so well right now. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's the, so many cool little bright spots, and you yeah. know, the fans. Um, I'd have to, to to double back and you know make sure of everything. Um, you know, they had some events that they had access to. I think everybody loved Friday, mm-hmm. um, and the things went on with that. But uh, as we kind of shift into the negatives about the weekend, yeah. um, you know, things were limited for people during the week. Uh, at All-Star, and, you know, Kathy Engelbert in her press conference tried to kind of make excuses mm-hmm. for what had been going on. For instance, you know, the Chance the Rapper concert, um, you know, fans did not have access to it. And uh, Kathy tried to cite, um, you know, the incidences that have been going on lately, shootings and whatnot. She said, yeah. uh, in, in addition to the lack of wind trust, arena availability that went on, which we'll get to that. Uh, Engelbert cited COVID and security concerns mm-hmm. for how things went down with all that. Uh, yeah. Said, quote, there's also a lot going on around security and even having an outdoor festival at this very crazy time. As you see shootings and people driving into restaurants with outdoor diners and things like that, Engelbert said, calming together everything that's going on, coming off two tough COVID years and not having Wintrust available yesterday. Uh, it was. It just wasn't possible to have a fan event. We didn't have an arena to have it in here in the city of Chicago. But understanding the fans are frustrated not attending that. But again, last year we didn't have it. The year before we didn't even have an All-Star game. So we're kind of just trying to build what All-Star weekend will look like. Um, piss poor answer. Yeah. Um, and fans, um, as I listen, you know, um, I haven't finished this podcast yet, but uh, six podcasts of the year. Shout out to my podcasters at WNBA Lead. Uh, we're discussing uh, one of them on a podcast, Robococo, Becky, uh, mentioning that, you know, fans, there were some other things to do in Chicago. Like there were events, you know, around the town that were happening open to the public and and things like that. So they very well could have had things open to the fans and i believe practice availability during the week you know players weren't allowed to that or not players of fans weren't allowed into that either and that's what i was alluding to uh in the lack of wind trust availability uh all-star saturday was not held at wind trust arena because it was already booked Uh, instead the league held the event at mccormick place a giant convention center next door the sky's floor was brought in and temporary bleachers were set up around the court but the setting made things seem uh immaturish in addition there were no fans allowed family members media and youth players from nike nationals events uh were the only people allowed inside there was a small indoor space where fans could gather and watch on a big screen but the lack of access was understandably frustrating to the fans that had made the journey to chicago um yeah. so 
and the consensus of what I've gathered from, you know, Chicagoans and from more people I've heard about this, BJ, is that if you didn't live in Chicago, journeying up to All-Star Weekend, for the most part, wasn't worth it. Um, yeah. And that's kind of disappointing to hear, and especially would have been it, unfortunate for it, me had I got to go, but I would have yeah. had some media access. But for the fans that travel in from all over to have an all-star weekend like that and then have have access so very limited to you is unfortunate yeah i was gonna say i mean this nothing like this was uh anything that we saw on the nba side in you know earlier this year and to say that like covid or you know outside extenuating circumstances being in chicago had something to do with it seems like a cop-out to me i mean you know she mentioned the you know the emergence of Omicron or whatever, and they kind of re-evaluated where they were uh, in planning, trying to keep people safe. I think that's, I think it's a bunch of malarkey, honestly, because, you know, like, like we saw with, you know, NBA uh, earlier this year when actually we were just coming off the Omicron and it was more of a concern that things might not be open to the fans or the public, you know, at the NBA All-Star game. And that didn't happen. So now here we are, what five months later drew at least you know or, or maybe you know a little bit less so uh oh, here we are. it was uh you know to me it just seems like the cop out to say you know we we can't have this open to the fans because you know oh it's it's the a super spreader or anything you know at this point if you can have it in other sports why are we not you know allowing you know more access to the fans and so i i think that that's something that should be addressed for sure as we go forward for the playoffs and in the next year's all-star game. Why, why does it, you know, why did we have an all-star weekend that didn't feel like an all-star weekend drew? I mean, anything off the court, it really didn't feel like all-star weekend, like it should be hyped up and built up to be. It just feels like a weekend off essentially. Yeah, and, you know, people have been saying this throughout the course of the weekend and, you know, early parts of, uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday here, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, early mm-hmm. part of this week, just that, you know, Kathy's comments kind of ruined, you know, the brightness of, you know, the yeah. bright spots of All-Star Weekend. Um, shout yeah. out to the All-Star Game happening after Kathy's comments, because if we would have yeah. ended on Kathy's comments... Yeah. That would have been a disgusting well, note to end on. I was going to say, you know, we when we get these all-star games, it seems like it's always a, a moment that the commissioner of any sport talks about. Why do we need that? Why do we need to give them a platform or another, you know, outlet for voicing or whatever? You know, this if, if this is a time to be celebrated, then don't try to bring the party down, Kathy, you know? Well, I don't know if she's necessarily – it's like the intention when they go up there. It's just the WNBA is not getting anything done. So every time she comes up, it's always – you know, everybody's gunning at her, you know, because yeah. we got a lot to fix, yeah. you know. And, you know, not a whole lot is getting done as frequently as it should be, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, more more things a part of Kathy's, you know, comments – uh, in the press of this weekend, one some of the things that uh, stood out to me, and I was going to ask a question about this, but I got taken in the room. Um, Kathy's talking about expanding the league mm-hmm. uh, league's games to forty, so yeah, another four games. Yeah, there's already been complaints at the very least in the early parts of the season of players kind of being 
tired you know there's i mean there's more games you know quicker turnarounds you know the series stuff has has helped a little bit with the travel but the travel still stinks too yeah and you know just like if you have a late game and then uh you know turn around and like have these these rare uh these noon games where you know like a kid's day is going on i mean like Like really really bad turnaround and like uh the the very quick example from last night where the Lynx and the Mercury went into double overtime, nearly triple mm-hmm. overtime. Yeah. Seemed like it could have happened. And, uh, you know, they got to play three games in the next four days. Yeah. So, I mean, and you want to add four more games next year? Well, that's like, the thing, though, Drew, is like, you know, why is it at times where a team can have three games in four days, but at other times they don't have a game for like five days? How are we building this schedule? It doesn't make any sense in that respect. Yeah. And, you know, just I feel like she's going to jump to for 2024. She's going to want to be at 44 games already because she had this window when, you know, they were talking about this plan that they wanted to do 36 to 44 games. And she's already talking about next year being at 40 when we just got to 36. Yeah, I think 44. It makes sense because that uh, until expansion kicks in. That allows four games, two home, two away with everybody in the league. I think that is the, you know, that makes the most amount of sense. Obviously, I don't know yeah. if that's what the players would want, but there's got to be a way to build the schedule better. To I get it. That. I get it down the road, but I, I think it's kind of too fast to go into try and throw yourself into 40 already, maybe. Yeah. Unless you're certain that you're going to have two teams in 2024, and that's her hope as, as another part of this conversation, that they hope to have uh, two you know, have, have a couple of more teams by 2024 at the latest 2025. But I feel like you should only be doing, you know, 40 games next year. If it's a certainty, you know, those teams are coming the following year. Cause Kathy is probably going to want to jump to that, you know, provided she's still in this role at that point yeah. in this time, because people have been calling for her job. Um, but yeah, she's this said, is a record number of the, games this year and they want to go four more next year. Yeah. She said this year uh, was a challenge because there's the FIBA World Cup on the back end. They had the Olympics last year, so they didn't want to go to 40 this year, apparently. But she did say, obviously talking about at, at some point going up to 44, yep. she said, when you're trying to grow the longest tenured women's professional sports league in the country, you need to play more games. You need to have more fan touch points. You need to have more ability to have more on media platforms, things like that, more storytelling, more rivalry building, and the more games you can play, the more you have to build on that. And so that is a good point. That does make sense. That is true. And in, in, at least in my opinion that, yeah. you know, but I mean, obviously are the players going to be, you know, are they going to want to play that many games? Are they going to, you know, do they, is the conditioning going to allow them to make that jump from what was 32 last year to 40 in the span of two seasons? Yeah. So I, I just don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. And you know, she, there was the talks of expansion, so let's go ahead and slide into that. Um, mm-hmm. And she, she, she had a a pretty spread out answer on it. I mean, it's well, it's a it's a long a long quote, but uh, you know, just they're working hard on all the data from it. They said she said they had about a hundred cities, uh, no later than twenty five. They want two more teams and would love to have it by twenty four. Uh, but looking at that kind of timeline again, lots of cities interested. Um, Philly was mentioned as one mm-hmm. of the primary considerations. Yeah. Uh, I believe she had said, like, if you could go to like a top 15, Philly is in that. And I believe also she yes. didn't say it in the com in the uh, presser, but uh, the Bay Area has previously been mentioned as one of those, uh, you know, more 
attractive cities to to uh, to put a WNBA team in, but Philly is certainly uh, in the immediate conversation, and I think I, that is definitely one of the two that is going to go down. I feel like yeah. almost we're going to get two brand new teams and not any old ones going back, but we'll just have to see. Uh, you know yeah. what happens with all that. You know, expansion period is going to be good, but yes. um, no, I'm def I'm not anticipating 2024 for sure. Um, I I would you know be pat myself on the back if I got it by the time I was going to turn 30. She she uh, talked about she's from the Philadelphia area, so I think that's one of the big reasons why she, that's so high on her list at least. <sighs> well. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously going to be more for it because she's it, from it, the area, but yeah. Philly was already a popular consideration yes. amongst, you know, yeah. the masses. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I'm not saying that it wasn't or anything like that. Right. I, I, I think there should be, a, you know, a team in Philadelphia. I think that's one of the biggest snubs. Uh, and I mean, if I had to pick, you know, two new, and you might be able to correct me on this, I think with, you know, we've seen how much Don Staley has done down at South Carolina. You could make Philadelphia and potentially Charlotte as as two, you know, kind of new places to have teams come in here in the next well, couple of years. I don't I know, know about talked about Charlotte. I don't think, but I don't I don't know about bringing the Sting back or anything like that. People are more so clamoring to actually put it in South Carolina for a new team as yeah. opposed to North and okay. you know getting back so, to Sting like uh, Charleston or, or I'm trying to think of what would be a big Gamecock city. Nation. Yeah, well, I was going to say they're in uh, Columbia, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you could put it in that. Columbia. Yeah. But uh, a lot of different options, but most people know where the main stuff is. Like yeah. possibly, you know, Philly, Bay mm -hmm. Area. Yeah. If any team of the old ones is to be back first, you probably think Comets. Yeah. Um, Houston. And people have talked a lot about Toronto. So that's, you know, those are North some of the, the ones that you're yeah. thinking are your, are your top ones to kind of be some of the first teams to kind of join the fray here. Yeah. Uh, continuing into it, she talked about charter flights for the WNBA finals and increased uh, prize pool yeah. playoffs. Player travel has been a major talking point over the last few years. Duh. Uh, all teams are currently required to fly coach due to the competitive balance rules. Some team owners are either not able to afford charter flights or not willing to pay the price. Uh, prior to the season, New York Liberty were handed the biggest fine in league history, 500 K uh, for breaking those rules and flying private anyway, last year or yeah, I don't know why it's yeah. 2022 uh, seeking to improve the player experience. Engelbert announced that the league will be providing charter flights during the finals. Furthermore, the playoff prize pool will see a substantial increase uh, she goes into depth here, quote, for the WNBA finals, we're going to provide charter flights to our players. So for all finals games, that will happen. Engelbert said, in the spirit of finding other ways to compensate our players, we're planning to increase the postseason bonus pools by almost 50% to a half million dollars. That would almost double the bonus for each player who wins the championship. So we're just trying to chip away and find ways for the players and uh, to lift them and pay them more. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with that. I'm absolutely. I mean, I think we we've talked about it plenty of times here, Drew. That we needed to, we need something to be figured out with the charter flight situation, so they don't have to fly commercial. And I mean, you know, and if there's more pay to be found, if if we can can help to continue to get this game growing and and get more revenue involved, we talked about how much you know NBA revenue was was bringing in earlier. You know, we're not seeing that in the WNBA just yet, but if we can get 
you know, more and more and, and start chipping away at that, then I think that will very be very beneficial to the players. Yes, indeed. And lastly, what I want to go ahead and hit, um, new TV deal, a focal point for Kathy Engelbert, the TV deal that expires with ESPN in 2025. Kathy says it's her top business priority. He said, quote, we need to find the right package more broadly for the WNBA. Engelbert said, uh, we need to make it easier for fans to watch our games to know where our games are. Duh. But, yes. I mean, we still got problems with these things, Kathy, and I wish I'd have gotten – if we got more Zoom questions asked. Only three got asked, surprisingly, yeah. but there was a lot in the room. But, you know, League Pass, you know, still has its grievances. People still have, you know, problems with, you know, League Pass. And, you know, yeah. there there were some, you know, additions to it, and, you know – um, you know, they they put it on uh, Fire Stick and things like that, but yeah, still left out the Roku TV, which is extremely popular. How do you not yes. put a Roku channel on there for people yeah. to use it like that? Uh, so they still have things to you know add and make available in terms of you know League Pass. You know it's you know for the most part a lot of games. Some games have been more watchable on League Pass than they have been in the past. Less blackout for me at least. People yeah. are still dealing with the blackout issues. Um, I I d- I don't see a lot of you know, improvement enough in this version of League Pass right now to, uh, you know, compensate for the price increase that it had. But, yeah. you know, but whatever. You, Hopefully you we'll know, get if, something. I think I saw something earlier today, Drew. If you haven't gotten uh, League Pass yet, it is on sale for the rest of the season, the playoff push for like $15, I think. Yeah, $15. And, and I think that's well worth the investment. Yeah, so go ahead and cash into uh, League Pass to get the rest of that get that for the rest of the season there um so yeah uh that's that's the most of it there um so the state some, of the game yeah uh so we're we're kind of pressed on time so just want to add that uh you know candace parker had a phenomenal game last night yeah uh, a, a 30 piece against the atlanta dream and you know bj i don't know about you but she's i think she's in the mvp race this year and you know a lot of people you know, have been controversial about that the last few days or whether she's in, you know, people thought that uh, whether or not she was before the all-star break, you know, it seems like she might've cemented that after that performance. And, uh, you know, Candace Parker, the ageless wonder right now playing yeah. some great basketball. And yeah. uh, I've, I've got some... her, I think I've got her third still. We talked about it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's been tough with Asian and Stewie, as good as they've been, I think it's if anybody can chip into that, you know, huge climb that it's going to take to knock one of those two out of the the uh, lead for it, it would be Candace Parker, CP3. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough MVP vote regardless because I mean yeah. I was running some polls and you know the masses you know that voted on the poll voted Asia for the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, BJ. Yeah. So the fan vote is gonna have a big part in this voting and yeah. they they might be steering the direction of Asia even though it seems like Brianna clearly Has having a better defensive numbers. year at the yeah. very least. Yeah. defensively um, and carrying the storm right now to a top yeah. team in the yeah. league ca- catching up to the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah. So lo- lots of, lots of deal with as far as the MVP race, but we'll, we'll probably dive into that more next week with Mark. Uh, and uh, Oh, wow. I'm going to delete yeah. that. <laughs> say, you haven't given that away yet. Oops. If you made it this far <laughs> of the episode, you just found out the first name of the person that's going to be joining us. I didn't give away what he does or where he's from. So you don't know no. anything else. You just know his first name. Um, and uh, had some great WNBA games uh, yesterday, BJ. Uh, yeah, OT that- 
game. Double links. OT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double OT links and Mercury. Pretty great game. Cunningham, Skyler Diggins Smith, which, big time. Cunningham yeah. forced mm-hmm. both of those overtimes yeah. with a three. And, he was uh, on it. Ariel Powers had a career high in scoring and rebounding, going absolutely crazy. Shout Links out to Links are hot right now, man. I mean, they, they are. Can, and if they can win two out of the three this weekend, they're right there in the playoffs after as bad a start to, that they uh, got off to. That's six to about 11 range. They're all within about two games yeah. of each other, two, two and basically, a half games. Basically, if you're below Washington, it's, it's still anybody's guess outside of, you know, obviously poor Indiana. Yeah, and the Lynx are indeed rolling. And mm-hmm. guess who plays them next, BJ? The Dallas, Dallas Wings. Wings. Who are not rolling. Yeah, let's hope they get it figured out. But I'm, I, we, we've been very pessimistic here. Yeah. And they've got a win over the sun. And it's like, yeah. okay, every time we're pessimistic, good things kind of happen maybe. So Can't be I too nice know. to them. No. Can't be too nice. All right. Since we are now officially on the longest episode of season two. <laughs> hey, we got we got to get a little bit more of me because I won't be here next week. Yeah, get as much BJ as you can. No no BJ next week. Guest host on the horizon. You know his first name, so I'll just say Mark. If you can figure out the rest, then shouts Good out to you. you. <laughs> Good on you. All right. We're going next into with it or quit it. This All is right. the hot game on the lowdown where i ask either our guest or my opposing co-host mr bj five questions and i've got them lined up for bj today and we're gonna go through them and one of them i mentioned earlier we'll see if you can catch one didn't mean to do it but here it is all right number one bj in general being cold is better than being hot with it or quit it yeah, I feel like we've talked about this as it's gotten hotter and hotter over the summer somehow. But yeah, I'm with it. I mean, you can always add more layers of clothing to get yourself yep. warm. I mean, I, I tried so hard to peel away this skin to cool down. It didn't work. I mean, it's just, it's that bad. I mean, we're, we're last I saw it, we're at 8 o'clock here at Texas time as, as we're in, at this point in the recording. And it, I thought, thought it was still over 100 degrees. There's no reason for this. It's ridiculous. It's, it's 98 right now by my okay. calculation. Mine says one, mine said 101. So I'm, I'm I mean, it's I don't hotter know. where you are then, I guess. All right. Number yeah. two. AJ, you hear me talk about ice cream a lot. They've been in these with it or quit it before. Ice yeah. cream greater than or better. Then snow cones. I don't know if I've done this before, but I feel like I might have. With uh, it or quit it? Might have. I don't know. Um, I don't know. See, I like frozen ice, and I like the you know the like the Bahama Bucks and, and whatnot. You go to mm-hmm. you know frozen ice stand or whatnot. But generally, the taste of ice cream, I, I'm gonna say with it. I just found a low calorie substitute ice cream, uh, like fudge pop, the other day at the store helping what I I'm watching what I eat and everything like that. And Ooh, so it, it still tastes pretty good. Like I, uh, authentic ice cream. It's not bluebell, but it's, it's, it's serviceable for the time being until, you know, I get to get down to the weight that I kind of want to be and, and not balloon back up. So. BJ, you're two for two so far. Could we have a five yeah. for five on with it, with it or quit yeah, it for BJ yeah. today for the first time? We'll I see. Thought, we got three. I did it before. No, I, I did it. I did it. You've done I was the I was the only one who had all the with it's one time. All right. Wow. Number three. Okay. WNBA expansion will bring back 
at least one old team. Just just quit one it. or quit it. Yeah, or just do, just one. And at least one old team. What what's the time frame? I mean, let's in let's... in the expansion that Kathy was talking about. Okay, by so in the, by by twenty twenty five. Oh, mm. I don't know how fast they're going to be able to get. I mean, I don't know if they're going to stop at two and it's going to be both new or if they're going to try to do one old, one new, or if they're going to try to do two old or, or what the case is going to be. I'm going to say quit it and hope I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go five for five with the with what? it. Why are you always negative? Why couldn't you just be like, well, I'm, I think they're going to be. I'm not saying they're that they're do. not going to. At some point, I just think if by 2025, I don't know if they'll bring back the Comets in three years. Opting I'm out is not an answer, BJ. Golly, you, that's you, like you, saying you, fair you, to an answer. Like, you get, that's you, fair. Like, you gave me the parameters. Ah. You gave me the parameters by 2025. And I'm saying I don't think it will, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. So I, that's why I said quit it. Yeah, but you never. And I hope it's the comments. It. I hope like, it's the know, comments. And you're never just like I could be wrong, but I'm going with it anyway. You always go the other way. Darn you. That's just who I am, uh, I guess. Maybe I don't whatever. know. Whatever. 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 <laughs> Fine. Number four. All right. French fries are better than tater tots. Are you with it, or are you gonna quit it? With it, yeah. I mean, I've never been a big tot guy. It depends on what the tots are going with. Uh, ruined his streak. Uh, anyway, um, it just depends on like what kind of food you're having as to whether or not you want to have you know fries or tots. But if I had the choice, like if we we're going to Sonic, it's it, I, I think I'd go you know tots there, but fries everywhere else. See, Cam, this is what I was hoping BJ would ride with. I think they'll bring back I, the Comets, I, one when, of the more successful WNBA teams. I think they will bring back the Comets. I don't think it'll happen by 2025. I'm hoping that I'm wrong and it does happen. But if if you had said if you'd said by like 2027, 2028, absolutely with it. Well, that's a lot of time. So, I know. That's why I'm yeah, saying that's, like, you play it too safe. Darn. How, how, how much like, like, let's think about how much time you need to get all that, you know, put back together. I think it, it would take a little bit more than just a three year window to get them back. BJ, I hope they bring back two old teams just so you're wrong. Yeah. I didn't say I was wrong. I said that is a possibility. <laughs> no, I said, so I hope you're wrong. <laughs> so I hope they bring back the comments. That's, and if they don't, that's the only way I'm, I'd be wrong there. Number five. The Texas Rangers. Man, we love our Texas Rangers. We sure do. But I need to know, BJ, if you think the Texas Rangers will get over 500 by my birthday, August 21st. Mm. They've got a month and eight days to get over 500. That's a lot of baseball. That's a lot of baseball, Drew. That is a lot of baseball. Or quit it. I don't know the schedule offhand, but I know that generality, if they're going to get above a certain win count number that I had uh, said in the preseason, like above, I think, 72, Would 73 Would you like wins, to know how many games happen before my birthday? How many games happen before your birthday? Okay. We're going to – oh, wait. No, they don't show them all. They only show the next, like, series. Dang it. I, I can look. I can look. I can oh, look. wait, no. Second half. So yeah. uh, there's, like, four more games, four. 
5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 34, 34 baseball 34. games. There are five games under 500 right now. 34 baseball games and let's see how many series is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine full series. Yeah. So they've got some they've got some winnable games coming up. They need to uh, keep winning games against the A's. That will help. They don't need to get swept by the Orioles again. I think they caught them at the wrong time. They've got a series with uh, Chicago and Houston in there. They've got a couple series with the Mariners. And you said August 27th is your birthday? August 21st, and they are currently five games under 500. Yeah, I think if they can stack up as many wins as they can get against A's and, and some of the other bottom teams, they can do it. So I'm going to say with it, I think they will at least before your birthday, they will get above 500. If Now, whether they'll stay there the rest of the way after, I don't know. But I'm going to say that they will. So I'm I'm being positive, Drew. I'm I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm hoping that's not the case. BJ, there, you want too, me to answer no, it that way? No, it's too late. I wanted better for you. I wanted you to have your first five peat of withits, but you played it safe on the third question, and you got four out of five instead. You, you, got, you didn't you got, join the exclusive crew of the five withits in one. Isn't game. that going to make it even more special when it does happen, Drew? No, because I wouldn't. You've got another opportunity. Wait, I've got another opportunity to join the club in two weeks. But it's two weeks from now. I know. I know the you're going to miss me. The will be harder. I know. but And you probably okay. won't be with. This was a real chip. I'm done. This was a real chance. That's all right. That's with it acquitted, though, BJ. And that is That's the, way the end of a Zay episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your support hanging out throughout the entirety of the episode. Shout out to Mr. Cam hanging out with us in the chat and playing with it or quit it with us as well. As always, our brother, make sure you guys give us a follow on social media. On We're on that Twitter. We're on that Instagram. Give yeah. us a follow over on there. And we now have a link tree as well, so you can get to everything uh, regarding Monthly. the lowdown right there in, in our Twitch uh, or in our Twitter and our Instagram bios there. We've got a link um, to where you can, you know, check out wherever our podcast is, you know, any platform mm-hmm. you listen on or if you want to watch on YouTube, it's got a link to it as well there. Um, so uh, if you're if you're a podcast listener who wants to watch us live, you, you know where to find us now. Uh, just yep. make sure you follow us on social media. And also, if you made it to the end of this episode, shouts out to you. We're going to go ahead and give you a little bit of news here that The Lowdown is now partnered with Fanatics. That Ooh, is right. Yeah. The Lowdown is now partnered with Fanatics. That we merch is going to come in handy, man. Yeah, we will have some links out for you guys. If you are trying to get jerseys of your favorite players, you know, Cam, fan of the Diamondbacks, man, go get that yeah. MLB Diamondback jersey and support He's your boys at the gonna, lowdown. Go yes, get him a sir. Randy Johnson one there. Yes, go get that. And, hey, Dallas fans, get you that CD Lamb jersey out there, 100 bucks free shipping. I mean, come on now. Cash Cowboy it in. C- Nike CD Lamb jersey. I mean, 
get after it, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, the lowdown now partnered with fanatics so we'll be coming back uh next week i'll be the one to read it since bj will be out of town but having a little uh read for you on a regular basis with some fanatics so you guys make sure you get your fanatics merch and that's where you get your wnba jerseys and your merch some of it anyway as well so if you're if you're buying a jersey from your player favorite player you're buying you a rike agumba wale jersey Go to Fanatics, and yep. we'll have we'll have a link out on social media here in a bit. All that so, championship but... gear, the Warriors, the Avs, uh, <laughs> all that good stuff. Cam in the chat, the news that the lowdown is now partnered with the Fanatics. <laughs> we love That's it. That's perfect. We love yes. it, Cam. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll we'll put that link up on on social for you. So make if you're following us on Twitter, like I told you to, then you will see that when we tweet it out. And you can go get your your fanatics merch, get your get your jerseys from your favorite players right there through our exclusive link. But that is that's gonna be it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're following us on on Twitch and subscribing to us over on YouTube to catch these live videos on Wednesday if you're a podcast listener. And guys, don't forget on T Public tonight if you want to get some lowdown merch, free shipping is going on. This is from our Wednesday listeners watching right now. Free shipping still going on through the rest of the night. And Thursday and Friday, if you happen to be listening live, 30% discount when you lo- when you use code LOWDOWN. That is code LOWDOWN in all caps at checkout. 30% off at Public. Get your LOWDOWN merch. Get your coffee mug. Get your pillow like BJ's got. Get you one of these T-shirts. Whatever you want to do, just take advantage of that discount code that we got for you guys. Uh, if you podcast listeners, make sure you check that out. As, as this comes out on Friday, your true listener, you check it out. You can know about this discount code too. Get you, get you fitted up. We'd love to see you guys in some low down merch. And if you've got some already, take your picture and tag us on, on Twitter or on Instagram. Feel free to do that. We'll, we'll definitely share it and, and amplify that support that you guys have for us. So we appreciate that very much. But uh, like I said, that is going to be it for this episode. Long-winded, hour 45. Appreciate you guys for hanging in through the entirety of it. If you did, you got to hear the cool news today live. So I appreciate, we appreciate all of you. Absolutely. So we will see you. Well, I will see you next week. BJ's going on vacation, ladies and gentlemen. So he's going to enjoy his time. And me and our guest host next week. We're going to hold things down. So I'll be back in episode 49, Drew. Yeah, BJ will probably be hanging out in the chat. So he'll he'll be he'll be kicking it nonetheless. So we will be back next week with some more lowdown sports show, ladies and gentlemen. Catch you guys later.